Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. What's going on, Colts Nation? I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Bam, Donald Thomas. And today, we are going to go over this upcoming Saturday's game, 430, the Indianapolis Colts, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, early playoff game, basically. Steelers currently sitting at the number six seed. The Indianapolis Colts sitting at the number seven seed. One team is going to win and stay in the playoff race. Whoever loses this game, there's a good chance that they are done for the season after week 18. I mean, there it is what it is because this is an AFC champion. This is an AFC matchup. This counts uh, towards the, uh, the the playoff seating, right? Uh, due to conference standings with all the ties and stuff that are currently in the AFC. What is your initial reaction right now looking forward to this game? Uh, between the Colts and the Steelers? This couldn't be a more important pivotal game of the season for both teams. And I think it's, it, it makes this matchup that much more exciting to watch. Um, I think everybody understands the severity of, of the situation. Um, I think, not I think, I know everybody understands the severity of the situation. This is going to be what team is going to show up. In 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 fight to the end. I think it's going to be a game that go, comes down to the wire. <clears throat> it's going to be a four quarter game where every team's going to have to play, and every 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 play is as just as important as the last one. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Before we get into it, though, I got to remind everybody that Bet Online is still your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, NBA, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I want to jump into the injury report real quick. There is uh, some major uh, news that affects this game upcoming. Right now, uh, you got guys on the Colts, obviously. Jonathan Taylor probably won't be playing. Uh, Braden Smith probably won't be playing. I'm not 100% sure if they've been ruled out already. Probably both of them probably already have. And that's that's big. With Braden Smith missing, that means that uh, Freeland will be in there. And T.J. Watt, hmm. a guy who has more sacks than games played this year, has passed concussion protocol, and he's going to be over that right tackle position, and Freeland has not done a good job in pass protection this year. Um, and then, of course, Kenny Pickett will be out for the Steelers, which means it's Mitch Trubisky again, right? And that's that's going to be interesting. 
uh, Deontay Johnson is also questionable in this game. Uh, with the knowledge that uh, some of these guys going to be in, some of these guys going to be out, I understand that it is a next man up mentality, but there's a difference when it comes to quarterbacks and when it comes to guys of the caliber of players like TJ Watt, right? Completely different stratosphere. Um, well, let's just talk about the TJ Watt matchup with Freeland right now, first and foremost. I think that is going to be crucial for uh, Indy to get the ball out quick because TJ Watt this whole season has been super upset with the refs, feeling like they're not giving him the proper calls, holding calls. He was very vocal about it the past couple of weeks. He shows his frustration, and he knows that there's the backup in. He knows that he thinks that he's going to abuse them. And so if the Colts can slide the protection his way, get the ball out, have some chips, have Zach Moss chip him out of the backfield, put a tight end on that side, slow him down, they can kind of neutralize him um, in the pass game, right, being so disruptive. Now, the run game is a different story. Like, Freeland's going to have to really just knuckle up and and, and, and put his, you know, strap his helmet up and, and play football, which I think he's capable of doing, right, like, there's players who you can all you can do is just try to manage or minimize the the damage they cause because they're just that of an elite player caliber. TJ Y has proven that he is one of those guys, and so we just have to do a good job of neutralizing him, like slowing him down. It's like a it's like a Steph Curry kind of deal. Like he's going to get his thirty, right? But let's keep him at thirty. Let's try to keep him at twenty seven, right? That's a win for us because everyone else has to play well. And nine out of the ten, we're not going to get someone else who's going to drop thirty, right? So. Mm-hmm the same type of mindset when it comes to like tj watt now when it comes to mitch trubisky you gotta pressure him i think we have enough to pressure we've proven that we can pressure the quarterback mitch trubisky's been known to make bad decisions with the football and so that'll play in our favor i i definitely see a a, a at least one one interception if not two in this game the Colts will be able to, to to pick off trubisky at least once if not twice i'm, I'm just calling that um just because of if you can if you can get him rattled and get to the quarterback, it calls calls for a long day for him. So I think pressuring the quarterback, neutralizing um, uh, T.J. Watt because he's going to be he's going to be he's, his hair is going to be on fire on on Saturday, ready to go. I think those are going to be the two main focal points um, that we just talked about. See another thing when you when you're dealing with T.J. Watt, obviously you want to. I mean, the Colts have dealt with his brother for years. Right, but not this specific group. But as Colts fans, we understand what uh, the name Watt does when it comes to affecting games. Uh, but you can't forget, look, on the other side is Alex Highsmith. Now, he's not TJ Watt, mm-hmm. but the man's got six sacks on the season as well and can get pressure also. So uh, I think that has a lot to do with why the Steelers are just so – because just having one dominant pass rusher is great, but having – two guys that can affect the game is it's very difficult to handle, right? It, it's very, very hard to slide pressure to both ends because then you got the middle issue. Uh, so that's, that's a big deal. Uh, now the Steelers, they're really good at creating turnovers. They got 14 forced fumbles and 13 interceptions on the year mm-hmm. on the year. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, and, the Indianapolis Colts, even though, you know, they have 
been kind of, I don't streaky when it comes to turnovers. Some games they'll have four turnovers. Some games they may only have one. But in a game against the Steelers, which, you know, this defense, I feel like ball protection has got to be one of their most top priorities, especially for the quarterback, to make sure he has two hands on the ball at all times when he's still in the pocket with it. Yeah, you know, but see, it goes back to our previous show, right? Like, when teams do things effectively, you know that they're practicing it. When they when they when they do something effective and then they stop doing it and they're not getting turnovers or what have you, they're not do they're not practicing it. So you know that there's a point of emphasis in Pittsburgh's practice every practice of creating turnovers, punching the ball out, stripping the ball out, right? Like they they put an emphasis on that to the point where it, it can become mundane, but guys are doing it in their sleep. So it's just natural for guys that want to punch the ball, rip the ball out. And so that's creating turnovers. I think that's what indicative of their record, too. They're not a seven and six team just by lining up and not getting turnovers. Like not creating like you know what I'm saying? Like, like they're not gonna just come out and just beat you and beat you up. Like they're they're a team that's opportunistic, just like the Colts are on defense, right? Right. They're like get a turnover, create a turnover, what have you. Um, but the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing it better than a lot of teams in the league, and that's why they're a seven and six football team right now. And they still have some playoff contention because of that, right? So, like, you know, like this is this is going to come down to. I really feel like whoever's defense creates the most turnovers. Like we always say, turnovers win the you win the turnover battle, you win the game. Well, damn it, it's true in this game for real. Mm-hmm. Like, because like you, this this isn't two super high powered offenses now. With Mitch Trubisky at the, I mean, you have it's like listen, Colts fans, come on, give me a give me grace. Like, this is not the starting quarterback that we initially like thought was going to be in the season right now for us right we all can agree on that right so this is not Pittsburgh starting quarterback either this is Mitch Trubisky who's been around the block a little bit right that's proven that he's shown flashes but then he's shown that he that this is why he's not starting and he's he's on the sideline holding a clipboard for the most part so this is not where you're going to see two gunslingers happen to to be on the field at the same time going against each other this is going to be a game that defense is going to win the football game for him and I don't see this being a super high-scoring game, but it could be, but I don't see it being that. I see this being like a slugfest. Talking about slugfests, uh, Steelers have got one hell of a one-two punch at running back right now. Um, now, we all know a little bit about Najee Harris, right? He's at, he's at between the tackles, power runner, right? Got, got a guy who uh, will bruise a team up. But what a lot of people don't realize is right now this team is oh my goodness they have a backup uh, another running back who has split carries with him uh pretty well they both have about the same yardage but Jalen Warren leads the NFL in yards per carry at 5.6 yards a carry they have I mean that's just it's scary when you realize you got Najee Harris and now Jalen Warren is doing what he's doing yeah. I mean, my goodness. Now, last week, the Colts did okay against the run. But, you know, seven week, the whole seven weeks prior to that, not a good situation. You know the Steelers are going to try to run the football with Mitch Trubisky back there at quarterback. How important is it not to allow big play opportunities on the ground game? Those are the – those are the the will-breaking – uh, plays when a team can just run the ball down your throat and then it doesn't matter who's back there and they're getting 
four yards of carry falling forward, that breaks that that breaks the team. That breaks the defense, right? So it's going to be key up front. And then you got Grover back, right? So like we got him. Um, it's going to be key for them to be able to stop this run game. It, it just is. I mean, and you know what we're going to have to say? Guys are going to have to tackle better. They got to tackle. They got to wrap up. They have got to do that because a lot of those yard yardage that they're that, that he's getting that five point three whatever he's averaging. He's breaking tackles. It's not like every run is clean for him. Like I went back and I watched like the last couple of games. Like everyone, he's he runs hard. And if you don't wrap up, if you don't hit him like through the thigh boards and tackle, he ain't going down. And Najee proved that he's a big physical running back. So being, you know, what I'm saying he's one of the bigger running backs in the, in the league. So you have got to play physical in the run game, and you've got to be able to stop that and and call and make them have to throw the football. The Colts have got to get ahead in this game early. You have got to get ahead in this game early to neutralize the running game and also to make Mitch Trubisky have to throw the football and make mistakes. So coach early in the game, get up. You got to get up at least, you know, 10 points, 14-0, something like that. Make them now the run game is ineffective because right before the half, they, they feel like they got to get points on the board. Now they got to throw the ball, get a pick, right, create a turnover, get a sack fumble, something like that, go into the go into halftime with some momentum, right? So now you've, you've, you've eliminated the run game starting off in the third quarter at least, because they got to throw the ball just to get back in this thing. And then that works in the Colts' favor. Yeah, I, you know, looking at this game, uh, once I started looking at this game on Monday, I realized this is going to be a game. It's going to be just basically a willpower game. Who wants it more? Who's going to go out there and put it on the line on the field, right? And is that, being a former player, is there uh does that is that actually brought up in locker rooms, you know, during practice, during the week or during a game where where coaches or players or, you know, just like the leadership is just talking to guys and saying, look, we're going to have to put it all out there. We're going to have to actually, you know, this is different than some of the other games that we've played. Yeah, you know, um, that's what makes like coaches good. That's what makes leaders good. Right. It's like when you just have those moments where like, You'll be sitting there in like an offensive meeting or a team meeting, and we'll be watching film. You'll be watching film, and coach will have this little clicker thing, and he'll be up there pointing at plays and telling, like, looking back and telling like what we need to get done, whatever, whatever. And then, like, and I'll say this: like, Billy O did a good job of this when I was in New England. I know Coach Fitch for me to make re- like references, but I'm just giving you a reference. And he would just he would he would just turn around and he'd be like, "Look, man, look, guys, this came." We can talk about these X's and O's all day. This game comes down to who wants it more. Who wants it more? Like, who wants it more? Like, it just comes down to that. Like, they, like these are we're two good football teams. These are the plays that we feel are effective against against them. But who wants it more? Because, damn it, they got some shit drawn. Ooh, excuse me. They got some stuff drawn up, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're going to be coming at us. Like, who wants it more? And, like, if the Colts understand the severity of the situation, just who wants it more? Because I told you this before, when I was my last year in Miami, when we all were seven and six, and it was us, Houston, Pittsburgh, who wanted it more to get to the playoffs? Well, who wants it more? Like who who who's willing to lock in for these last few games of the season to make this playoff push? Who's not checked out and worried about going to Cancun or going to the DR or going to Vegas or Houston or Atlanta? You know who wants it more, right? Like as a collective whole. 
who's going to go out there and make this playoff push? Because if you win this game, we're selling into the playoffs. If we lose, we already know. Hey, look, book it. Book my flight. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it just comes down to, like, like remember, like, was it last year, two years ago, when the Colts went down to Jacksonville and lost that game? And, you know what I'm saying? Like, because Jacksonville had nothing to lose. And they're like, hey, we're, we're, listen, my, my trip's already booked. So I'm about to mess up your playoff chances, right? And so like you, you back that wounded animal into that corner that has zero to lose. They don't, they don't care. Like they played like they should have been playing all year, and the Colts took it lightly, right? And they went out there and got smacked by Jacksonville, who had no chance to make the playoffs, no nothing, right? And so like it just comes down to who wants this game more. Period. So I got a question. Uh, in my opinion we got some guys that's coming back from injury. Uh, most notably rookie cornerback, Julius Brents, uh, a guy who has had a quad injury for like the last two months. Yeah. Like literally he's, he's been out for a, quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, seventh round pick uh, has came in and, and played for him quite well. And I'm wondering even though Juju played well, yeah, you know, while he was here, he's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. How, how much play time do you think Juju would get, and when, when he's cleared to play this game, they'll mix him in. He's a second round draft pick, right? If memory serves me correctly, I think he's a second round pick. He's a high pick. He's he's he, he was a he was a high pick for the Colts. He'll play, uh, but like, listen, if the if if the young boy's playing well, and he's proven that he earned that that time on the field, I don't think you just you just don't pull a guy. You might have a couple packages in there where you put Juju in there, but like for the most part, like I'm keeping him until proven otherwise. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know the extent of his injury. His injury could have been like literally like a two month deal, like to where he had to get back right, what have you. But, you know, some guys just need to understand, like, this is the NFL. Like, this is – there's no favorites. There's no – there's no, like, yo, who can win a football game for us and who can we put out there and trust who's going to go. Because, like, at me being a head coach or me being a like, – if I'm a GM and the head coach makes a decision, I'm like, why are you making that decision? Like, okay, like, wh- like, like why are you taking – because you can really mess up these young kids in their, in their development by pulling them just like, just like that. And then now don't try to put him back in because he might not be the same player because he's upset. His mental's messed up. Like, don't mess that up. Like, we have a chance to really make a playoff push. If he is not ready to go or you have any shadow of a doubt that he's not going to be the better than the, the product that we have on the field, he is to stand on the sideline until someone gets hurt. It just is what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how the game should be played and how it should go because – I don't care if you're a first round pick. I don't care whatever pick you are. If you get, if you go down and the guy's playing better than you, and I, like, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, and this doesn't happen all the time, but that guy should be playing. Like, that guy should be staying in there until otherwise, like, until he messes up. Then it's like, all right, pull him, put him, put, put our starter back in or the guy that we, you know what I'm saying, with the higher priority guy or whatever. But I just think in this, in this instance where we've gelled a lot and we started playing better as a unit over these past few weeks. I wouldn't shake that up. I wouldn't mess up that chemistry these guys have just to have a guy who we drafted high on the field just because. Like, now, if he's a humongous, up, like, upgrade, like, he's like a Jalen Ramsey type guy, okay. 
I got no qualms with any uh, any move you make. And like that situation, like you see Jalen came back and he just had pick after pick after pick and making plays. That's different. But what Juju was, was he making play after play after play? No, he was a rookie. He was learning. He was had flashes. And he had also had moments where you're like, yo, what's going on? So like if these guys are both, you know what I'm saying? Like on the same playing field, literally, so to speak, as far as just like development. And of course, you gotta argue Juju has more talent up, you know, upside than than, than a kid. If you were drafting this kid in the second round, you drafting a kid in the seventh round. But there's some gems that come late, late in the in the late part of the draft that play a lot longer than the high those high picks. There's gems like those four that four to seven range is where you find them at. So I don't think you make that decision so quick. If he's ready to play, okay. But I feel like you keep the the, the unit the way that it is, and if something gets shaken up, then you put them. Back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What is your number one key for the Indianapolis Colts? to walk out of this Saturday with a win and stay in the playoff race? Well, um, when the Colts keep a team under 20 points, they win the football game. It's been proven this whole season. So my key is going to be this. Get up early so that the run game is null and void. You got to – but if not, you got to tackle. You got to be physical in the run game. If this is going to be a drag-out football game like I feel that it will be. The run game for both sides of the ball is going to be crucial. And I think it's going to come down to the run game. I think the Colts for the last couple of weeks, you're going to have to run the football a lot better than they have. I think what 58 yards total rushing last week as a whole team, as a whole offense can't happen in this game. And then also on the defense side of the ball is going to be neutralizing the two running backs they have because damn it, they can run the ball effectively. And it just comes out of playing physical, man. I think Grover will be a huge upgrade in the middle creating some some pressure up the middle and, and being really stout. Excuse me. But um, I think it just comes down to both sides. Our run offense against their – and the Colts' run defense and I have to be stellar in this game. Um, there's a ton of points, man. Like, like get, after the, get after Mitch Trubisky. Even, when he, even if you guys get up, get after, pressure him to create even more turnovers or make him, you know, have errant throws and all that kind of stuff. So, like – I don't know, man. I, if the Colts can do that, they can take care of business on that end because these are two teams that, in my opinion, are evenly matched only because of the situations through injuries that, that have been presented to them and they have how they have to be resilient to play and still be effective. So this is really anybody's game. It's a lot closer than a lot of people think, and I'm I, I, and I'm just saying that it's going to come down to the fourth quarter and whoever wants to work. My key to victory is for the Indianapolis Colts, in order for them to win this game, they have to play fundamentally sound football. They cannot turn the football over. They can't shoot themselves in the foot with bad penalties. They can't do dumb things to put themselves in the hole on offense or give the Steelers offense second chances. Right. Mm -hmm. Because historically this year, the Steelers offense 
game after game after game after game find a way of shooting themselves in the foot. It's whether or not their defense can get them back in the game generally is whether or not the Steelers win. And for the most part, the Steelers' defense are able to do that. So in my opinion, if the Colts can just play fundamentally sound football, they have a very good chance to walk out of this game with a win, right? That's that's my base. Now, all your points, absolutely 100%. You know, I, I get that. Those are very important points. Uh, but I just I just feel like what we saw last week against the Bengals cannot happen against the Pittsburgh Steelers. No. So we're going to get blown the hell out. Yeah, all right? for real. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and the beauty of it is this. I don't see them – making those same mistakes like i feel like as a as a the colts are a good enough team with a good enough coaching staff to correct those mistakes and have those guys ready like for this week right yeah short week it's one day whatever but you know have them ready to play come saturday afternoon it's just going to be very very important that they don't create a bunch of new mistakes they don't find new ways to lose the football game Last week was a learning experience. Uh, like I said, you don't forget about it. Now, we moved on from it, but you don't forget about it. We moved on. Like, this is a new week. This is new practice week. We're practicing today. This is our Friday practice today. We're getting ready for the game. Um, you know, it, it, today's practice has to be crisp. There's got to be no, uh, no mental errors. Everybody's got to really lock in and really know um, the the game plan because you are losing an extra day of of, of learning of, of of research of of watching film, um, you know, and it's less a less uh, physical week, so everything needs to be really crisp when it comes to like your assignment. So if guys can really understand that and be professionals and really go home and watch more film and just lock in for this playoff push, um you know, like they'll be better off as a football team. Like you just got to really know your opponent inside and out. Like you got to know him. Like I, like you, like I watched so much film that if I saw my opponent on the street, by the way he walked, I could, I knew it was him. Cause I, I would watch everything that they did. Everything they did. I would watch it all because that was my way of, 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 of helping myself out. I wasn't the best guard. Right. But I also knew like your tendencies. I knew what you're going to do. I knew when your hand was placed differently. I knew when you switched it, if you were angling in or you were angling out, down in distance, the, the, the different situations, like what you're going to do, how you're going to rush, like you, all that stuff affects. So, like, if I was Freeland, I would watch the way T.J. Watt rushes on first down, how he watches, how he plays on the first play of the game, watch his intensity. Every single game this year, first play of the game, I would watch that. Every single – I would watch every third down. I would watch every blitz. Like, I would have – because they break all that stuff down. I will watch – give me – give me – Give me blitzes on first down. Give me blitzes on second. Give me, give me everything when the safety walks down. What is he doing? When is he dropping coverage? That'll help too. So we don't have to be talking about TJ Watt having an impact on this game, right? Like we have to do those things. Yep. Score predictions. Let's 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 go with the game predictions right here. Um, I'm mine might be a mine's going to be a little bit weird. Uh, something I've not said all season, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the floor to you for the initial. I got two helpers today to help me with the score. They've been talking to me prior to us getting on, and they've been really just instrumental in helping me out today. So, all right, okay, and they've been talking. You sure? All right. 
All right. 21-17, Pittsburgh Steelers. You got a close game, tight game, four points. All right. I got this as a 10-point or more game. Mm. And to be fair, it can be either way. Mm -hmm. I feel like one team is going to blow out the other. It all depends upon whether or not two points are made. You know, turnovers and handling T.J. Watt. If you can't handle T.J. Watt, you're going to probably get turn. Uh, you're going to probably give the ball up. We're going to lose by ten points. If we can handle him, we're able to play fundamental, keep the ball. I think we win by ten points. So it all is predicated on handling T.J. Watt. Uh, and I, I'm look. I'm going to go with the Colts on this one again. To me, it could go either way. But I got to root for my home team. I'm going to go ahead and go Colts 27-17. Okay. I completely 100%, 1,000% disagree with you. Okay. All right. The she. <laughs> I am hoping and praying that Shane Steichen can be the guy that breaks this stupid Pittsburgh curse that the Colts have had for so long. All right. <laughs> I don't know what that is, man. It's just, it's incredible, but like, hopefully he can, man. Like, he has the offensive mind to be able to do it. It's just, you know, getting everybody on the same page and hopefully everybody's just bought into to, to what they've been preaching over there because that's really what it comes down to, man. Like these are the games of why you made a hire. You made a hire because the, he has an ability to get guys to buy into the system and to buy into what he says. And, and, it, it, and not when you're just winning football games, when you're losing them or when you're in a tight spot. And this is the tight spots. We're going to see who – we already know what Mike Tomlin, how he's proven himself in the track record with how he can get guys to play and perform and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. But we got to see what the Colts are going to do. And so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Um it just comes down to who wants it more. Yep. This will be a bar meter to see how 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 badly the Indianapolis Colts want to make the playoffs this year, right? Um, yep. And what the kind of product that they put on the field this Saturday. I think that's going to do it for us on this episode of Believe in Colts, brought to you by Bet Online for Donald Thomas and myself. Don't forget, go Colts. Post, baby. Do you believe? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.